Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host, and let's just take a moment and anything else that's going on, just put it to the side, anything else you're thinking of. Now, if you're you're driving, pay attention to that, but otherwise, just relax and be available to God. Let Him guide your thoughts. You know, if He takes you in a different direction than what we're talking about here, that's fine. You can always come back. Our goal is always to be aware and then responsive to that awareness, because as God makes Himself available to us, part of that benefit is we learn. We learn about responding. We develop good habits of constantly turning to him, turning to him to find out how he speaks to us, what it's like to be in his presence. The bottom line is developing a relationship with God. Your spirit is already in complete unity and relationship with God. So the problem is our soul and, in some respects, our body. But the body is just going to follow along. The body is, is the least significant of what our um, uh, goals and our purpose here on earth is. It, it follows along. and It's very limited in how it relates to the supernatural realm and how it relates to the relates to the spiritual realm. So, which is kind of backwards when you think about it. In a lot of ways, the church, Western church and religion, Christianity, has a tendency to get distracted by the physical. And even when we talk about sin, we we most often go to physical problems. You know, um, well, I won't even start going into it. But so many of when we talk about sinning and we talk about behavior, there's an, there's an aspect of our physical nature, our body. When, from, from God's perspective, that's the least significant. He can change your body. He can, you know, he can raise the dead. He can, you know, and, and we are too. We are to be able to do that. So... Just as a reminder, you are a, a spirit being, and your spirit has power and authority over the supernatural realm. In other words, over your own soul. You have power and authority over your own soul. And you also have power and authority over your own body. I think we talked last time, and we've talked several times, about speaking life to your own body. That's your prerogative. That's your responsibility. That's your duty. Your your own self, your own life is as much a training ground as anything else going on in your life, in any other person, any other uh, circumstance. Your body is something you can learn how your own abilities within your body work. Because it's still about how your soul functions. Your, your 
solical abilities are came with your package. When God put you here on this earth, he gave you a soul and he gave you a body. And just as your body has senses and attributes, so does your soul. Your your body has you have two hands and you have two feet and and eyes and a nose and you can speak and you have hair and you can see and smell. So you have different attributes and abilities that come with your body. Now, everybody's different, and sometimes things don't work, and we don't all have the exact same uh, makeup, but it's still the body that you have is the one God chose for you for this time here, your time here on this earth. Likewise, your soul. There's nothing spiritual about your soul. Your soul is a a gift from God that we simply say thank you for. But it has no spiritual capabilities other than to receive life from spirit. Your soul has no uh, life of its own. Now, it does have power and authority over the natural realm. One way to look at that is there's a difference between your brain and your mind. Your mind is, is your, your, what you're thinking of, your personality, your temperament, your, your creativity, your imagination, your planning. Your brain is the platform that your mind functions on. And I'm not even sure that's true. The the brain might be a purely natural function, uh, be uh, organ. Likewise, when we talk about emotions, we often think about our heart. But do our emotions reside in our heart, or is our heart just a organ, a critical organ? But you know, we, you know, we heart each one another. Oh, I love you. We make a little heart. But is the heart at all related to our emotions? So there's this, this disconnect that we, we unfortunately have an incorrect connection about how our brain, you know, when we think about our, our mind, will, and emotions, and yet they aren't really connected to our natural body. We make parallels so we can understand, which is perfectly fine. But we don't want to limit our understanding to what we perceive about our bodies, about the natural realm. So things may be like one another, but that doesn't mean they're the same, or we, and we don't want to be limited by what we think. So if something is true about our natural senses, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be true about our supernatural senses. But it's a place to start. We need a place to start our discussion, our learning. You know, when we go to school, we start with the numbers, one, two, three, you know, we count on our fingers, up to ten. If you just started going to, to learn how to, 
count and you went right to multiplication, you'd be lost. Likewise, learning to read. If you just skip learning your alphabet and somebody handed you, you know, the Bible, for instance, you'd be totally lost. So we start with the basics. We start with an understanding of the different elements. And that's what we're trying to look at for the supernatural realm. What functions in the supernatural realm are your solical abilities and your solical senses. And you, the best way to learn how your solical senses, how they work, how they operate, how to interpret what you receive from your supernatural senses, your solical senses, is by activating your supernatural abilities that some people call, and the scriptures very often to uh, refer to as gifts. Now, in, a, in the sense, again, that your soul is God's gift to you, we can say that your abilities are also gifts. But they came with, your soul is God's gift to you, and it includes your supernatural abilities. And just as your natural body came with the same, we all came with, you know, basically broad sweeping conclusions here. We all came with the same physical characteristics. Likewise, we all came with the same solical characteristics. So that's why we can all learn in some respects about how our supernatural our solical abilities work, how they operate, how they function, even though it's still, no matter if we have things in common, we still each have to learn how they work for us. I can't learn how to ride a bike for you. I can tell you, I can tell you how I learned. I can tell you, okay, now pedal faster, and this is what your feet should be doing. This is how you brace yourself, and this is how you steer. I can tell you how to use your physical body to ride a bike, but you're going to have to learn how to do it yourself. Now, our assurance is that God is there with us. He wants you to learn how to ride the bike. He wants you to, to master being who God made you. This is, we are here on this earth faced with wonderful opportunities, and we don't want to be distracted away from what God has put on our plate to be dealing with, to be learning about how he operates, learning who he is, and then learning to live and move and have our being in him on a day-to-day basis on a moment-by-moment basis. So hopefully that's, that's clear, you know, by now. This is, we are, our focus is our soul. And we still can get caught up in, but we're not supposed to focus on ourselves. But if that's where God wants you to be focused, shouldn't you be focused where he wants you to be focused? He's already taking care of your spirit and your, and your physical body. Yeah, it needs care, but that's part of your, your duty and your responsibility. 
And one of the things I like to look at is, is can a non-Christian do it? If a non-Christian can, is, you know, to take, you know, is responsible to take care of their body, so are we. We don't need a message from God. Likewise with our soul. We are to tend our mental health, our soul, our emotional health. You know, we are responsible for good judgment, developing good judgment. Whether you're a Christian or not, those things are true. We don't just go through life, you know, having a problem in one of those areas, thinking that God will, God's okay with that. Nobody's okay with that. Whether you're, whether you're a Christian or not, there are consequences to illness in any of those areas or issues or, or stumbling blocks. And we don't want to assume that, okay, this is the way God wants me to live. This is the circumstances. And I think we often do that. We, we go, okay, we get very apathetic. And we go, okay, this is the situation I was born into. I guess, I guess this guy just wants me to stay here. This is the car, the, the hand he's dealt me. I'm just going to just wait and see what happens. When actually it's like, yes, these are the, the hand, this is the hand God dealt you. Play it the very best you can. Be involved. Be aware. Take the, learn how to exercise the power and authority that you already have if you're a Christian to join and, and to learn what you are to learn. the things. If we spend our time learning and paying attention to those things that God wants us to be learning and paying attention, we wouldn't have time to get into wrong doctrine, wrong beliefs, you know, off, off into the weeds, you know, off into, you know, um, uh, uh, ignoring him when, he, he, when he's tapping on our shoulders trying to get our attention. We would have that awareness of him at all times, even if it wasn't the, the, the prominent presence that we often feel. There is a sense when you're working on in these areas your senses are quickened. And so your solical senses are going to be much more aware of what's going on in the spirit. This is automatic because the goal for God, for us, is for our soul to be reunited with our spirit. Your spirit is actually drawing your soul towards it. So when we do things, when we cooperate with the Spirit, when we pay attention to those things that are contributing to our living and moving and and having our being in him, we are more easily drawn by Spirit. We put ourselves in a position to hear him more clearly, to you know, think of, of, you know, a magnet to be drawn to him, to our spirit. So that, so, you know, very often we find ourselves fighting against that magnet, what he wants us to do. And there's many reasons for that. We've gone through some, but your spirit doesn't like change. Your spirit would rather, you know, live 
in a cell because at least it knows what what kind of terrible breakfast it's going to be served in the morning. But God has already released, you know, unlocked the door, and the guard's not going to stop you. So in, whenever you're ready, come out and be with him and learn. Change is hard, and and learning this is hard. So what? You... You're learning, you have everything you need for life and godliness here on this earth. You have all the eternal life you're ever going to get in your spirit. It's all available to your soul and your body. So the more we can be aware and join with what God is doing, the more we're going to be aware of his presence and be able to receive the strength and the power and the instruction we need on a day-to-day basis. So talking about the abilities, they are simply abilities for you to learn how to use. God may teach you specific things he wants you to know about your abilities because they are personally yours. My abilities that he put in my soul, they're mine, and he wants you He wants me to take responsibility for them, and he wants you to take responsibility for yours. Now, again, they all, you know, are the same. We use different terminology, and, you know, I don't think we need to get too far into the weeds about describing the difference between, you know, what's the difference between faith and miracles and this kind of thing. It's not that important. God may, you know, give you a whole different name for it. Fine. Our goal is to be learning from him about the abilities that we already have. Now, one of the challenges we have is our own education, what we have been taught about those abilities. But God knows that, so we don't need to be stressed about it. We can just make ourselves available. We've talked about, okay, if you... You know, ask him something. If there's been something on your heart you've always wanted to do, ask him, okay, how do I activate this? How do I get this going? And even with just, you know, in this program, we've talked about praying for yourself, speaking life, you know, and God's going to define, odds are he's going to redefine the meaning of prayer for you. We're, we don't want to be in a position, where that, you know, ever where we're telling God what he needs to do. Uh, that's just silly. That's just, you know, not um, uh, receiving life from him. Now he directs us, and then we speak life and then, or speak correction or speak judgment. That's us doing it, though. That's not, we don't tell him to do it. We ask, God, what's, your, what's going on in this situation? And he may say, I want you to speak condemnation, uh, conviction, you know, speak judgment against this situation. Or speak life, speak correction. But we do the speaking. We receive what needs to be done, and then we do it. When Jesus said, you know, speak to the mountain, if you had faith, speak to the mountain and to be removed and cast into the sea, and it will be removed and cast into the sea. And they weren't even Christians. They weren't even spirit. They They didn't have any access to God the way we do. Think about that. They were walking around with the living Son of God, 
spending all that time with him. And yet you and I have greater access than they did because we are born again. We have been re-spirited and we are already one with him. And what did they do? Not just what did Jesus do, but what did they do? And they thought nothing of saying, you know, being thrown out of the village and, and, you know, saying, you know, Jesus, should we call down lightning from heaven to burn up, you know, to punish them for, for kicking us out of the city? And he said, you don't know what spirit you're of. The point being is they didn't think anything of calling down fire from heaven. They didn't say, Jesus, would you bring, call down fire from heaven? They said, no, shall we do it? Hanging around Jesus will spark and stir up the abilities you already have. And God wants you to do that. God wants your abilities stirred up. Don't be thinking it's because then you're going to be in a ministry or then you're going to be, you know, um, odd man out. You don't even have to tell anybody. In fact, I encourage you not to, you know, until or unless, you know, God says to. Because you don't want it to be a distraction. You don't want what other people think. You're learning to be a distraction. Now, there may be times when he specifically says, tell so-and-so about what you're learning about, let's say, speaking in tongues or, you know, uh, raising the dead, you know, whatever. Um, for instance, one thing I've, I learned about um, for myself for speaking in tongues is tongues is plural, and I personally have different can tell there's different, I'm speaking in different languages for different purposes. And that's just something God made me aware of. And it's not that he sent me a telegram or, you know, I didn't have a dream. I was just, oh, okay, oh, that's different. That sounds different when I'm sensing that this is what this is about. Something I noticed. But that noticing, that awareness came from the closeness of my soul and my spirit so he teaches us in whatever way he chooses and he chooses a lot of different ways he's not trying to this is not about a college course there's not going to be a a pass fail test this is this is your life this is what you're here for and if if all you ever spent the rest of your life about here on this earth was was paying attention and learning about your supernatural abilities, that would, that would be a very good use of your time here. Because part of the things that are going to happen is you're going to learn how the supernatural realm works. You're going to be, by doing this, you're going to be available to God through your spirit and so that your soul can be most readily, let me repeat that, most readily combined with your spirit. So by doing this, by stirring up your abilities, paying attention to them, giving them your attention and, you know, being creative with with testing them and, you know, seeing how they function, that makes you available to God. 
He's going to do all the other work. He's going to do the 99% of the work that doesn't involve your abilities, the restoration of your soul. Only he can do that. You can't help him restore your soul. You can make yourself available. And the best way to make yourself available is to pay attention and do what is in your hand to do, which as a solical being is to learn about your solical abilities. So we've had this notion about what these abilities are and how they function and how important they are. And there, you know, we, we can go in, and we probably will talk about anointing and, and different levels and maturity. All these things are descriptions to try to come to some kind of an understanding logical, reasonable, about how the abilities are put, are placed in our lives. And again, I say everybody starts with the same, everything's the same, and, you know, God may draw you in your whole life to only pay attention to, let's say, three, three of the supernatural abilities. That's fine. We don't dictate to him. Now, by because what's more important is that your soul is being combined, reunited with your spirit. It's not about the abilities. In a sense, we could say focusing on the abilities keeps us occupied or distracted while God does the hard stuff. And yet the supernatural, the soulful abilities, they're real. They function, they are part of the supernatural, they function in the supernatural realm, which we are so ignorant of, and God does not want that. And why does he not want that? Because that's one of the areas where we learn to exercise power and authority. And as your soul is reunited with your spirit, that power and authority is is automatically going to be available to the spirit to use in whatever way he chooses. So talking about, you know, the the mountain being removed, God may say, I want you to speak to that mountain to be removed. And he, we want to be in that position to know, okay, this is how I do that. And we do it, and the mountain is removed. We speak to that mountain, and it is removed and cast into the sea. We want to be with God. As your soul is reunited with him, we will take on the same purposes, the same projects. He's going to do. He's going to do them. We don't have to worry about, okay, we're messing up anything or not being there for him. He doesn't need our help, but he wants our involvement because it's good for us. He loves us. And part of our relationship with him is based on appreciating and valuing what he is doing. And what greater appreciation and value than than we prioritize what he is doing, starting with what he's doing in our own lives, by being available to participate. So when we talk about the the abilities, we talk about them 
that they're going to be stirred up and we can be trained and we're training them and we're starting to exercise our power and authority over our own abilities by saying I'm going to learn how to, you know, uh, heal, you know, heal people. Get specific. What people? You know, what kinds of uh, disease, you know, is it going to be an emotional healing, a physical healing? You know, get specific. What has God placed on your heart? What kind of healing? Um, is it people that you, are you going to lay hands on people? Are you going to send a handkerchief like Paul did, you, where your shadow touches touches them and they're healed? If you lay your hands on a hospital, will everybody in the hospital be healed? Let your imagination, your which is part of your soul, let yourself be available to perceive what God wants, what God has placed in your, the desires he's already placed in your heart to be made real. And if that's not, if you're, you're starting at a different place, fine. Just come up with an idea. Wherever it is with not healing or something else, speaking in tongues, ask for the interpretation. Write it down. Lord, I'm not going to go to the next thing. I want to, you know, understand what this is about. And and ask, Lord, why do you, you know, if you want to learn about it, ask. You know, why is why do we do the speaking in tongues? Why can't you just speak these things in a language I understand? The process is you are focusing on what he wants you to be focusing on. Because while you're doing that, the power and authority that you already have is being exercised by you over your soul and your body. And God is free to reunite your soul and your body in that or your your soul and your spirit in that area. So it's a win-win situation. God wins and we win when we embrace the importance of the abilities being stirred up and us being trained on how to use them. So be encouraged. Get into some details. Take notes. Hope you're journaling. Um, uh, Thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Brainers Radio. Have a great night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.